What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Music Corner Risk 808s. I'm Nate. As always, it's your boy Trent and number two. And I'm Sebastian. If you hear any squeaking, my dog is eating a toy. And today is finally time to get into our best ofs and worst, I guess technically, in the coming weeks here. And today we are starting off with our best songs, our top 10 songs of 2021. We've had a lot of them. It's been a long time coming, but we're ready to give our final takes on them. Going around the table here, our virtual table, if you will. Sebastian, go ahead and start us off. Okay, so starting off, I want to get my honorable mentions out of the way. Uh, starting off with Venus Flytrap by Marina. The one that really did not put this on the top 10 for me was uh, just Time. Honestly, I wish I could have reviewed the album sooner, so that way I would have had this a lot more in my uh, membrane. But uh, yeah, honestly, this album, or this, um, this song is a awesome slap bass anthem and just uh it's awesome song from an artist that i have grown a lot more love with uh since listening to this album uh going into my number 10 we have juggernaut by tyler the creator uh though i was a bit back and forth on this album i will say one thing this song is just so amazing front to back uh, it's for me like that um, who dat boy moment where it's just everything is just like unexpectedly like little like different you know you got that horror core in the beginning of who dat boy and then for this you have this like really elegant <laughs> fancy talking Tyler and you're like what is this gonna turn into <laughs> and then it's like oh shit it is what it is and just like yeah just absolute high octane uh, just going hard this album was a bit back and forth but honestly this song is a tank a juggernaut some may say and honestly it's fucking incredible uh coming at number nine little bit of an unexpected turn of events uh an artist i rarely talked about at all after the album came out but i did enjoy the album uh, to keep you guys from waiting, the song itself is Slumber Party by Ash Nico. Uh, this song is just... It, it's something. Um, honestly, I don't know what it is about Ash Nico, but she's like kind of like the femme fatale kind of like sound that uh, you would just like hear from like an anime type of thing where you would hear like like, the bratty character sing or something like that, and I don't know, it kind of, like, reminds me of, like, a USA version of that. I, um, I, yeah, I get it, too, because, like, that whole album had that exact vibe to it. Yeah, it was, like, just the fact that she said that your girlfriend has uh, the kawaii boobies that excite me, um, <laughs> you know. It's, I mean, honestly, as a uh, otaku nerd myself, I fucking love it. So, going from there, from the slumber party... To the altar, we have the Demon King by Brand of Sacrifice. Um, Brand of Sacrifice is yet another metal band that I have just had way under my radar for the longest time. After seeing them in concert, I was like completely blown away from their performance, and uh, we even like talked to them very, very briefly at their merch table uh, when we went. I was with Nate and another friend of ours. Mm -hmm. 
and um yeah they're really cool people and i the guy is just a hulking mass of a human being just like ready to just belt out these insane screams whether they be these shrill highs or these like powerful just testosterone boosted lows uh it's just incredible and it's catchy as all fuck not to mention it has a fucking pig squeal breakdown okay uh and a really good one at that and it's just it just goes super industrial with that moment and i'm like oh my god just like fucking throws you back like a fucking train man it's it's awesome uh going from that we have yet another metal song not the last one on this list but we have circle with me by spirit box um yeah spirit box is a huge huge metal band at the moment um and rightfully so rightfully so yeah these guys are all talented uh just every single one of them are just phenomenal musicians in their own way and uh courtney laplante is an excellent singer for the band courtney Uh, Courtney (laughs) laplante oh no no bojack i can't be sad this is a happy episode (laughs) Uh, (laughs) but yeah with with this song man she just has these beautiful alto parts and like just her voice is so well-rounded and so warm it's awesome um just to me the song i don't know if this is like truly about it i know the whole album kind of like mocks religion in a sense you got like holy roller of course and then you got like yellow jacket shortly after and stuff uh but with this this one i felt like was kind of like a joan of arc type story where uh talking about like uh the martyr and all that being burned it's just it's insane um i love the story the imagery that this song puts through with its vocals or even its instrumentation uh and yeah honestly like every little bit of it it's super atmospheric super just pretty to listen to and even the screaming moments are intense and like honestly super well put uh honestly yeah very fun count how many times i'll say honestly in this video um going from there we have nemo by jpeg mafia this is one of the weirdest fucking beats i've ever heard and i'm a well-established jpeg fan and this is his like weirdest beat to me at least uh it i guess it's called glitch hop uh yeah say it right it's glitch hop it's so weird and i love every second of it um i just love all the different vocal effects all the different production changes throughout it it's just super cool lyrics aren't really substantial in any way or anything too crazy but i will say it is just super weird and also just super innovative i would say i wish or i would like to hear a lot more rap go into this kind of thing uh it just kind of shows what you can do with like really weird beats and all that and uh really just like put forth something brand new that not many people are even like trying to do uh going from there we have another rap banger which number this is this one banger? a little bit more uh which number is this smash forward 
This one is number five. Okay. I'm sorry, I forgot to mark it down, but we are at five. With the middle of the list here, we have Buzz Cut by Brock Hampton. Um, yeah, this <laughs> this song, when I first heard it, I was just like, so fucking ready, man. With just like the hard drill beats, and you got the like fucking just intense delivery with every member of Rockhampton, especially oh, it's, that's with Kevin Hampton. I was just, yeah, just like mainly Kevin for the right. most part. Uh, him going with it and then of course you got danny fucking brown um hello like one of the most energetic rappers out there so if you have that combination alone you're just gonna have a phenomenal song and um it talks about like you know the unjust prison system and the differences between races within said system and it just i don't know man it just it has really cool parts to it where it has like this melodic part at the end where it's just kind of like a swell right before another storm coming through and then the song ends and then just like it just it's so it's just super like big uh the production is just huge on this thing i i don't know how else to put it other than this is like a mammoth rap song uh just awesome Speaking of mammoth songs, uh, no, it's not Mastodon. Different animal. <laughs> um, we have Into the Hellfire by Lorna Shore at oh. number four. Everyone knew this was coming, just didn't know where. Uh, for me, it's my number four. Here's why. It's big. So fucking big. It's a lot. There are parts to this. There are sections. It, this is like the closest that we'll get to like melodic metal but like still keeping like the just insanity of deathcore like i don't know if that's like a genre yet nate probably knows because he you know like every <laughs> subgenre what? it's definitely not symphonic deathcore or anything like that what <laughs> if, if that's a thing it's a, a long line to that <laughs> no no that's the way you're describing it is perfectly fine as well yeah i i just love it just how big it is like it just with the really echoey reverb guitars in the beginning. Actually, then, actually, like, it's modern day crunk core. Come to think of it, so crunk core. That's right. <laughs> yeah. but, get the fuck out of here! This is bullshit. <laughs> Got that? I want to kill both of you. God, dude. Get little John on that breakdown. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is help. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, dude! Why do people uh, listen to this shit? <laughs> why not? As in us, <laughs> right? Dude, crunk core will never die. Okay, I still, I still carry around my pimp cup everywhere. I still carry Thank around my much. broken side CDs wherever I go, bro. <laughs> broken side. Anyways. <laughs> Oh, God. Yeah, going back into this, uh, I'm not going to add too much because we've already gloated and, you know, talked up this song and also the internet has as well. Um, all I have to say is re... because it's pretty good. Um, number three, we have ADHD uh, by Slow Tie. This song was such a like big crescendo and it led into like one of the best like 
fast-paced moments of a uh, build-up song. And honestly, like, I don't know, just the really manic nature of his rapping and just, like, the emotional intensity of it, whether it be, like, these really soft and somber beginnings to just the absolute fuck-everything moment in, like, the second part. It's it's awesome. Uh, really, really fun to listen to. Honestly, this was hard between uh, this song and 45 Smoke because <laughs> 45 Smoke uses the word bumbleclot, which is like one of my favorite slurs to use. And uh, yeah, honestly, I just fucking love it. Um, number two, we have Terror Packets by Back X Wash. Oh. Uh, Terror Packets is just this insane like dark trap industrial beat that i it probably like the one of the darkest shits i've ever heard in this like genre um this guy has a voice of takashi 69 with the delivery of zach della rocha and i will stand by that claim because man this is it's so intense like in the beginning where he's just like oh it's know, a she just, it's a she or sorry, she. Yeah. Uh, I do not mean to use that incorrectly. Thank you for correcting me. Of course, name. no problem. Um, but yeah, sorry again. Keep uh, it a PC on the music corner. <laughs> but Terror Packets has this amazing like build up to it as well. As you notice, I like crescendos quite a bit. It's just really cool to hear something build up and then just release with this maximum output. And that's what this one is. Like, it will, like, go into these really aggressive stories where you can tell that she is just really just angry and fucking bitter with just the way her parents treated her, her friends, you know, media, everything. And then she's even, like, begging the Lord to come take her before she's ready to, like, dish it out, you know. And um, and you even got her belt to, like belting out... You know, like, these people still refer to me as a guy and fuck them, you know. Like, I am just dick to these hoes. And just, oh my god, just how fucking just powerful it is. I just love everything with the symbolism, with just the intensity of it. It just, it's not too preachy, but it gets its point across very well in, in a very nice, nuanced way. And then we got number one, which is a really fun song. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I like it. Uh, I like Genesis Uwusu, and my number one is Drown by Genesis Uwusu. Um, yeah, I, I stand the shit out of Genesis Uwusu ever since we listened to him back in like I think May or April, something like somewhere that. around. Yeah, somewhere it was there. early. Yeah, a little early. Yeah, uh, that was. I think it was like it was like my second or third ten of the year. And it's the only one that I have not even, like, considered, like, uh, maybe I should re-listen to this and maybe it might need a lower number. No, I've kept the same exact opinion since then. And uh, Drown is, like, the main song I bumped from this album. Features, like, a great verse and, uh, like, production quality from Karen J. Carrion. Um, I, I am... I'm horrible at pronouncing names, so I could be wrong on that pronunciation there. But another Australian artist, also known for the legendary, legendary cowboy screaming meme song. 
uh, big enough if you guys want the actual song that comes from. But yeah, if you can go from a screaming cowboy to like this synthesizer bop, then you have all the respect in the fucking world from me. Um, yeah, it's <laughs> such a just fun drift away, just fuck everything and just blast it kind of song. And I don't really have much like crazy, uh, you know, criticism to say along like the lines of the lyrics or anything like that. It's just a song I really fucking like. So that's all I really got to say. Sorry if it's not as justified as being like a political statement or anything like that. It's just a really fucking fun song. That's all. And, you know, in a year and time where people need more happiness, uh, definitely would like to bump more of this kind of shit. There you have it. Sebastian's top 10 songs are down. Trent and I have a top 10 song to get through for you. Songs, plural. But before we get there, let's have a word from our sponsor. And we're back. All right. I shall go next here for the top 10 songs of 2021. Before I get there, let's do some honorable mentions here. I got three. I got three goodies. I wanted to do more, but I kept it to three. And I did three honorable mentions for uh, each one that we'll do from worst albums and best albums and so on. So my honorable mentions here. Uh, first one, Bill Murray's Lord Farquaad Dizzle. Or for Lord Farquaadzilla. There we go. Uh, that song was great. The first time I heard it, I wasn't too hot about it. In fact, I don't even think I even mentioned it in the album review. But that song grew on me greatly. Like, I love the soft opener that just leads to this, like, very powerful, heavy-hitting chorus. Followed by, like, those high vocals, too. Like, ending the chorus. It's It's great. It's a great song. It's very fun, very powerful. Music video is a solid 10 out of 10 meme as well, if you haven't checked that out. It's just Bill Murray and... Uh, who, who's the feature again on that one? Oh, I didn't that one's Jonathan Young. Jonathan Young. Young. Yeah, yeah, him. Like, it's just Bill Murray and Jonathan Young's face plastered over just these, like, fighting sequences or just bodybuilders working out. It's, it's a great music video. Definitely worth checking out. Uh, another recommendation, or I'm sorry, recommendation, honorable mention I have is uh, Cemetery's Murder Ride. Remember Cemetery's Rainbow Ridge? Wow. Dude. Dude. Murder Ride still goes hard. Anytime that song Holy comes on. Shit, that's a fucking throwback. Fucking yow. <laughs> <laughs> DJ Sorrow. Turn the fuck up. <laughs> Such a good album. Made by yeah, honorable mentions. Made by honorable mentions. I will say a little spoiler there, but this Holy song shit. had to make an honorable mention as a song, you know, because that one just blew my mind. The just the, the distortion, the fucking vocal effects, the chaos, the everything, the lyrics. Fucking I live, I die, I live again. Like. Oh my god, I love it. It's a great song. And then another one here, my final honorable mention, is uh, one that didn't have an album this year. It was a single. Uh, Charlie XCX's Good Ones. Uh, she will be having an album coming out next year that we will totally cover. But Good Ones also was one that I wasn't too hot at first with. But it definitely grew on me. She had a really big, like... 
I I wouldn't want to say like shifting her sound, but vocally she kind of is doing a little bit more of a uh, almost like a Britney Spears kind of thing. At least in the uh, like in the pre-chorus, I guess you could say. Definitely with like her how she's hitting her falsetto reminds me a lot of Britney. But it's a very catchy song. Very you can tell very 80s inspired, which that's what it seems like the album's going into uh, based on the other singles for this too. Which hey. I'm all for that, so looking forward to that album, but that is definitely an album bunch for this year. So now going into number 10, we have Silk Sonic's Fly As Me. So originally, I was going to have Leave the Door Open, because, you know, that song slaps as well. You know, very awesome, very fun R&B funky tune. Uh, well, more so R&B, but Fly As Me is where the funk really kicks in, especially in that album alone, because, man, that nasty fucking opener for it is just, oh, it's delicious. Like, I love that. That just, like, I said it when I, we talked about the album, but, like, it really reminded me of that compilation album I had when I was little, that my mom had, rather, of just, like, it was a... I think Pure Funk, I believe was the name of it. Just a compilation of funk and R&B tunes from, like, the 60s and 70s. It was great. Excellent. Gave me those vibes. Awesome song. Definitely worth checking out. At number nine, Time of the Creator's uh, Corso. Corso is a really good opener to the album. Actual opener. Like, there is a song before that, uh, Baudelaire, which it's fine. I mean, it's just, it's literally just like an intro, I would say, to the album. But Corso has just like that kind of like nice little slow buildup, and it leads to a gnarly bass drop and just Tyler going in and everything. Just his flows and the bars is awesome absolutely love it it was between that what's your name and lumberjack to be honest and i was also even considering um hot wind blows featuring lil wayne but corso is just such a solid opener for that album and i had to include it at number eight uh this album wasn't too hot with but the song i fucked with so hard uh chevelle self-destructor uh if you recall i don't even think like we had a lot of positive things to say about it nor negative it was very middle of the road if i recall um that the whole album is an entirety which to me i say it still is too with some exceptions but self-destructor for like a five minute chevelle song for me that was awesome like i love the like the fucking riffs the chord progression like it seems so basic too at times but like it's super catchy absolutely love the chorus and yeah, it kind of still proves that, like, you know, despite having a somewhat weaker album, they still got it in them in terms of songs. So, go off with them. At number seven, this is my submission for this uh, particular spot. Lorna Shore to the Hellfire. We're all going to have it on here. Mine's at number seven. Believe it or not, everything beyond this, though, is going to be, like, poppier or hip-hop songs, which is just surprising to me. Even I just found more enjoyment with that than metal this year. But to the Hellfire is easily the best metal song of 2021 for me there is no question about it the moment we all first heard it that we were just mind blown at everything about it the how fast it is the vocal style the fucking ending whatever the fuck you want to call that the pig snarling like oh my god please like they also i don't know if you guys know they have finished recording their full-length album. And it's yeah, coming, I saw that on Instagram. Yeah, coming out next year, dude. They didn't say a specific dude, date. Or at least spring, though, but oh my god. 
Oh, it's it's, it's time taste. to nut. It's time yeah. to nut. What'd you say, Sebastian? A certified nut moment. <laughs> certified oh, yeah. nut boys. That's us. Oh yeah, dude. Get, we'll get Will on for an interview. Right there, you go. Whole oh, fingers crossed. Wish. Fingers fucking crossed. <laughs> but uh, yeah. I mean, and also this song too, just like sparked so much popularity for the band, even more than they already had. Hence why they will be opening for Bring Me the Horizon on the European tour, which is huge for a band like Lorna Shore to do. And you got to give credit where credit's due. It's a great song. It's a great AP. Can't wait for the full-length album. At number six, I have Church's He Said, She Said. That song, man, is a really fun pop or electronic pop song. Like, I really like that one a lot. I heard a lot on the radio. It's so funny because um, the earlier times I would hear it on the radio, I remember I was like, the intro was always just like, oh, what the fuck is this song going to be? But then once, like... It actually kicks in. I'm like, oh, it's churches. Oh, shit. And the whole song, too, is like, um, you know, kind of sad if you think about it because it's about a whole, like, you know, a controlling boyfriend telling, like, his significant other what she can and cannot do, you know, and it's just making her go crazy, you know, typical electronic pop lyrics, I guess you could say. But it's really catchy song, lovely electronic elements to it. Definitely worth checking out. At number five, Doja Cat. Kiss Me More featuring SZA. This is a summer jam of 2021 if I've ever seen it or heard it rather because it is so fun. It is so catchy, so groovy. And, you know, the the sexiness is there. It's some two of the, you know, one of the best female, you know, vocalists, I guess you could say in like R&B, you know, alone. And... Yeah, they, they kill it on that one. Like, absolutely no complaints at all about that song. Definitely worth the top five, or at least for me. Number four, S.G. Lewis, One More. There were so many songs I wish I could have picked over this one. Not saying this, I'm not trying to, you know, say that this song's, like, not good in any way, obviously. But all the other ones I would have wanted to include were all 2020 songs. I was like, shit! And this is the only one that, like, was one of the better ones and that came out this year but one more is a really fun song very fun disco dance pop kind of thing kind of a tale of like the first first being about you know finding this girl and like wanting to talk to her don't get to talk to her they never meet but the second verse they do meet they dance it out all night and you know hit some different spots and you know being together and shit it's a fun song fun tune very it's fun. That's that's the big word, you know. Have a take a shot every time I say fun on this time around. Uh, yeah. So number three though, Kanye West off the grid. Oh, dude, off the grid. The moment I heard that, the first time listening to the album, which I don't remember if I mentioned, but like the first time I heard the album, I wasn't hot about it. Uh, but then a couple more listens, it I gave it an eight eventually, but. Never did my opinion change on Off the Grid because that song with the fucking drill beats and the Playboy Cardi feature and oh, who's the other guy that was featured on that? If any of you know, do you remember? Oh my god. I'm blanking on who it was. Hold on. I'll find him. Uh, Fivio. There we go. Yeah, Fivio's feature. I love Fivio's feature. That one was really solid too. And just... The whole song is excellent. It's just it it does not slow down. It, it it is a banger certified Kanye West tune. Definitely worth checking out alone. Number two for me is actually Brockhampton's Buzzcut as well. Uh, that song you can, pff, 
you cannot go wrong with that song. I mean, Sebastian already said all the things about it. I mean, you got your Danny Brown. You got your awesome build-up opener. You got your Brock Hampton in and of itself. It's just, it's a great song. Great opener to the album. Cannot go wrong. But my number one song, and it never changed since the day I said that it was probably going to be my number one song, Olivia Rodrigo's Good For You. I cannot go wrong with that song. It is still... It's such a good. I'm. I'll call it a pop punk anthem because it kind of is. I mean, it literally has the misery business vibes, and uh, I mean, duh, the, the comparisons have not stopped still. But it's just the chorus, especially just like her vocal delivery, and that is really what gets me. It's not even like the verses at all. It's just how she executes those choruses, and even like the little like guitar solo segment. I guess you could say too. Just like. Everything about that is great. And the song is, like, easily the catchiest song of 2021 to me. And, yeah, that's why it deserves the number one spot for me. But, yeah, that is my top ten songs of 2021. Trent, take it away. This is actually really cool. Um, because my top ten list almost just completely deleted itself. Oh, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> The the top six just deleted themselves so really quickly. I'm like, oh, I gotta remember what I put. <laughs> I hit something in my notes and it just went, hey, uh, fuck you. <laughs> hey, um, yeah. The good thing is I I do remember because I've had like the top five for like a fat minute. Um, ooh. oh, I just how forgot many, it. <laughs> how many honorable mentions are we doing? Just two? As many as you want. I did three. I mean, Sebastian did like one or two. Whatever you want. Just not like uh, I'll give you a max of five. How about that? I I re- <sighs> there was one I was thinking about and then I just fucking lost it. <laughs> oh oh no I got it. Uh, so my three honorable mentions. I'm just gonna do three. Uh, one is Bleach by Suicide Boys. Ooh. Uh, my my first real introduction in, into Suicide Boys as like a an entire album uh, was this album from this past year and that song and I remember when I talked about it in the episode that song really just something about it just spoke to me you know it was a great song the ending of it with like you know the faster rapping and just like all this all like the staccato like rapping that they do like you know it's it's so cool um yeah after that we've got hunter's moon by ghost uh it was released as a single for the halloween kills movie uh obviously we didn't cover it uh i know i i put it as a uh a recommendation uh, one episode, but since it was not an album, we didn't get to it. Um, but that song's a banger. Uh, Love Ghost, uh, always have since I found them after the Meliora, Meliora album came out. My bad. Um, yeah, absolute banger. Uh, it's it's a different, a little bit different for Ghost, but Ghost is different anyway. Uh, coming in as the third one, uh, He's So Good by Trash Boat. Oh, um, Trash yeah. Boat. Yeah, that one. I don't. That song also like it's just a punky, hard hitting. Like the vocals in it, you know, just like the. I guess that the, well, the lyrical content, you know, it's just it's a it's a hard song, uh, and it's actually on my gym playlist, which is very funny, because um, it's right next to Lorna Shore. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, those are my three honorable mentions. Um, going into top 10 we have at number 10 uh into the storm by gojira um like i said gojira was one of my favorite albums this year and i knew it was going to be uh it it wasn't as good as i wanted it to be 
However, uh, Gojira changes it up like every album. So, you know, it was hard to see what was coming. Uh, but yeah, End of the Storm was originally going to be like my number three on the list for top songs. Uh, but one song over the course of the year um, took over uh, that one. So, and we'll get to that later. Um, yeah, still a great song. Uh, Mario's drumming can't be beat, really. Uh, he is a god at his craft. Uh, going into number nine, Family Ties by Baby Keem featuring Kendrick Lamar. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was really tough because it was about to be Range Brothers. <laughs> Dude, when I was making my playlist and everything, I told you guys I make like my playlist every year with like, you know, top favorites of what like whatever year it is. I debated yeah. on that and Range Brothers, but I I ended up going with Family Ties too. There's just something about that one that goes yeah, a little bit some harder. Yeah, so I'm saying Family Ties just goes a little bit harder. You know, like Range Brothers, like you can tell it's for the meme, you know. Right. Um it be, Family Ties, uh I just Honestly, I just like Kendrick's part better on Family Ties. I think that's what it is. That um, and Baby Keem, I think his part is better than Range Brothers, like his Range Brother verse as well. Yeah, and well, and like that's what I say. You know, Range Brothers is for the meme, so it's it's going to be a little bit funnier, mm-hmm. you know, and a little bit out there. Where Family Ties is, you know, is Family Ties, you know. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, great delivery from both of them for you know vocals. Um, they both hit pretty good ranges on the song i think that's what i like um the video is also pretty good too Fucking- i love the video it's so uh, great it's so <laughs> Kendrick great. dancing in the video is like my favorite thing <laughs> just in the whole dancing thing. in front of the hanger <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. oh shit oh it's so good uh coming in at number eight blood soaked symphony by Whitechapel. uh i know i couldn't i couldn't be on this album uh due to you know things going on uh well, for this episode, what, what, was it was White, Whitechapel and Mastodon. Yeah, um, yep. Those are the two notable ones for me. Uh, Blood Soak Symphony. Uh, overall, I will say the Whitechapel album did not hit as hard as uh, The Valley does. Um, so it wasn't, it's not my favorite from Whitechapel, but this song, um, when I first time I heard it, like, I think it's like second song on the album or something, I was just like, whoa. Like, uh, lyrical content on this one too is hard uh because he's talking about you know sacrificing you know his mom and his dad to try and get him back and everything he's like giving his blood it's really cool the video for this one too is there's a lot of blood uh i feel bad for those instruments (laughs) Uh, but no blood soak symphony hard-hitting white chapel song uh coming in number seven clean by rivers of nile i think this came out uh, this year. Yeah, that, that was this year. Okay, cool. Because I was like, I knew it was the first single, and I was like, I think it came out in like June mm-hmm. um, or something like that. Uh, yeah, I didn't like it at first. Really didn't like it as a single. And I was like, God, I really hope the rest of the album is not like this. Uh, but the song, it grew on me, um, which is nice because it, it really is a, a good song. Uh, you can't go wrong with, uh, you know, everybody in the band doing vocals. I mean, Rivers and I, I, I will give him that. Uh, especially on this song, you can really see, you know, the bassist, like his his higher, like muted, quieter screams that he does as like backing vocals are amazing. Especially on this song, too. Uh, coming in number six, Surround Kill Devour by Cannibal Corpse. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that one, uh, that one also grew on me. I didn't really, 
I didn't like we we listened to the album and I you know I said I liked it. It was a good album. Uh, and then I heard it in the car. Uh, I was in somebody's car. They had Sirius Radio, and we were listening to Liquid Metal. Uh, and it came on, and I was like, "Oh fuck, this was from the album." And I listened to it again. I was like, "That's a banger." Uh, you know, I've loved Cannibal Corpse for a long time, and they've they've really just ever since they added the fucking guitarist from uh, was it Morbid Angel to get that thrashier side. It's just it's become. One of those things for me where I'm just like, this is great. Because I am thrash. <laughs> <laughs> I am thrash. I am thrash. Uh, but yeah, that's that's that one. Coming in at number five. We're at the top five now. Lifeblood by Brand of Sacrifice. Oh. Um, Yeah, the album as a whole was great. Uh, but this song, the title track. Um, Demon King originally was my favorite. Uh, and Sebastian, when you said that, I was like, oh, fuck. And that was going to be like a fourth honorable mention for me. But I was like, I'll keep it at three. Um, But yeah, Lifeblood, just the... I What really gets me is the fucking breakdown and just the drop in it where it's like got like the, the choir. And then he just says, you know, you are my lifeblood. And it just goes bam at like towards the end of the song. It is so great. Um, I would like the... The crazy shit that they do on this album is amazing, uh, and I'm actually I'm, I'm glad that I own it on vinyl. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, me um, too, dude. I, I got the vinyl. I got the flag hanging behind me. Uh, it's it's just life was just fucking good. Uh, top three. Uh, the second and third one, my uh, they. Uh, I'm trying to decide if I want to switch the second and third one. I don't know. They're kind of tied. We'll just say that. They're tied so they can go in any order. Uh, coming in at the number three spot, Born for One Thing by Gojiro. That's the other song I was talking about that grew on me uh, over uh, Into the Storm. I think it was because I learned it on guitar. Because, uh, like, the guitar part for Into the Storm was, like, kind of boring, honestly. But, like, the one for Born for One Thing, like, with the harmonics uh, and just, like, the crazy shit that Gojiro does... Uh, and just like the, I just, it's just a fast paced song. It's a great uh, opener too. Great opener for now. Oh, hell yeah. It's funny. Cause I listened to the, um, the interview that, um, Joe did, uh, I can't remember who it was with one of the bigger metal, um, like postings or whatever. Yeah. Uh, it might've been Loudwire, honestly. Um, and he was talking about it cause that was not supposed to be the opener. Oh, really? Yeah, I think uh, I think Sphinx was, huh. but it's like it's weird because he flipped it, like, and he was like, "Yeah, I think this would work better as an opener, of, like last some like last minute stuff," and it just like it hit, <laughs> um, and it just made it that much better. But the video is great too. Uh, them running through the, uh, um, the museum and everything, and like chasing like the the black. Uh, like cougar at the end of it is really cool or black panther my bad uh at the end of it very cool um they actually recorded that in two different spots because of like covid restrictions they could record like the running around stuff in the museum when it was closed but like gojira couldn't like as like a whole band couldn't fly out to that museum and like so they had to record it like some somewhere in france in like this room or whatever <laughs> it was pretty funny the interview is really good i will if i can find it i'll i'll send it 
Uh, cause for like the first like 10 minutes, Joe's driving in his car. <laughs> um, coming in at number two, Monarch by Soen. Uh, I would, I did album. not expect you to say a Soen song. Yeah. Oh, throwback. yeah. Real throwback. <laughs> um, that album grew on me. I, I know we talked about, you know, former Opeth drummer, um, and all that. Uh, but yeah, prog and just like harder rock stuff is like, you know, that's, that's my comfort zone. So when I hear something like this, where I remember saying, yeah, that sounds a lot like Opeth. And then Nate went, well, that's funny because. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Uh, but no, the, the album as a whole was great. Monarch was the song that really stood out to me. I think it's third track on the album. Uh, and just, you know, the, the raid sirens in the beginning and then the, the lyrics to it, um, especially the ending is like really hard hitting about, you know, who are the, the ones we were sending to die? Uh, they're the ghosts of our time, which I think is yeah, last two lines of the song. Um, but yeah, it's talking about, you know, war and stuff and just like, why, why are we doing it? Like the monarch is, you know, the one who collects from the battles essentially. And it was like, as soon as I looked at the lyrics, I was like, fuck, you know, that like really, it really just resonated with me. And I was just looking at it. I actually, is one of the songs that I actually don't mind like singing when I'm by myself because I don't sing often. <laughs> um, but no, it's, it's a great song. Uh, very big throwback from like March. I think it was one of the first ones, I think. Um, but no, I highly, highly recommend that song. It's my number two spot for a reason. But yeah, Born for One Thing and Monarch, could they, depending on the day, they could switch. Uh, and today, since I listened to the Imperial Soen album, uh, it's number two. So. But coming in, did I say that one? I don't think I said number four, did I? You said, I, I don't, yeah. Oh my God, I skipped it. Holy shit. That's okay. Go back. You go ahead. Go back to number four. We'll go back. Number four. Uh, how can I skip this, man? Like, oh. <laughs> come on. You guys already know what it is. Yeah, I think I know what it is. From the Abyss by Lorna Shore. You school me? Yep. <gasps> Damn. <laughs> yes. Personally, I like this song better than To the Hellfire. I will say. Huh. Yeah, it is surprising because uh, I listened not, to the Trent's Hellfire. not a sheep? Or sorry, of the abyss, my bad, not from the abyss. Of the abyss. But yeah, I'm not a sheep. Um, <laughs> we'll just put, you know, we'll put to the Hellfire as an honorable mention. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is still a banger. And I was actually waiting. Um, so yeah, wow. number four, of the abyss. I liked it way better. Um, the really the thing that really gets me is like when he screams pray to imitation gods and when he goes gods he goes so low it's so nuts every time it goes on i stop and i do the little thing where i point my fingers up at my head and, I, and when he says gods i just go down i'm like oh let's go <laughs> uh, even in the gym like if i'm mid-set i just stop and i'm like let's go um but no of the abyss i actually wish this song had a video because the other two do, and this is the only one that doesn't. Like Will, Will went to film school. Come on, <laughs> literally. Um, 
But no, yeah, that's number four. Completely forgot about that. Sorry. It, when it deleted half my list, it really just fucked everything up. Because <laughs> I thought you said four, but like. I did, and then I was like, "Oh yeah, we're going on number three. Yeah, because you said <laughs> going into my yeah, it's like your top four, number three here. I'm like, "Oh, oh, my bad. No, yeah, that's bad. um, it's been a day, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah. Uh, so my number one, um, this is an interesting one. Never did I think that this song would hit me this hard. Uh until like one day I was sitting in bed and it was like late I listened to it I was like oh man I'm fucking gone (laughs) (laughs) Um, it is The Void From Which No Sound Escapes by Rivers of Nile damn Um, I I said it on an episode I don't know if it was the episode that we talked about it but I know I said on an episode um the the little break in the saxophone solo where you just hear the three snare hits i get a chill every time because that part is just so amazing the song itself fucking incredible um the the lyrical content i say that a lot but the lyrical content is very heavy uh when you look at it um it, it it's like yeah, well, and then after I learned that uh, the lead singer has a, um, like a, a hearing disability as well, uh, which I actually didn't know about. Oh, I didn't know about um, that either just till now. Yeah, and the uh, the ending of it where he's like screaming "stop" and like all the vo- all like the muffled noises and stuff. It was supposed to like represent what he hears sometimes when he's on stage. Wow. Yeah, it's it's crazy. And like after I learned that and when I listened to it, I'm just like, bro, you're fucking me up right now. <laughs> I know, right? Um, but yeah, it is. Um, it's like you said. I didn't. I didn't think it would hit me that hard. Um, I mean, that's heavy in and like, of itself. It's heavy. It's a heavy song with you know riffs and stuff like that. But like, it's heavy. Mm-hmm. Um. And uh, I think Loudwire put out an interview with him talking about his uh, hearing disability. Uh, so go check that out. Because um, that one is actually really good. Because he's had it. Since he was born with it. So he's lived with it his entire life. Um, but yeah, after learning all that stuff. And, like, I've been a Rivers of Nile fan for a fat minute. Um, but, like, you just never knew it. You know, sometimes you, you love a band, but you just don't look into them. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's one of those bands where, like, I really didn't look, look into them until they... You know, got. I mean, I obviously, you know, where I was know my name, a big album, uh, but like this one was just like a solid, like next album and just right. got, like so much follow, more. Like, a nice follow up, a nice follow up, and immediate attention. You know, um, but yeah, that it was it was really hard to choose a song, uh, like that to be my number one because I really wanted. It's funny, like the entire year, Into the Storm was my number one. And it made its way all the way down to 10. <laughs> it is crazy that, like, I've had to choose that and then just the most hard hitting, emotional song that I could think of just takes my number one spot. And it's still a fucking metal song. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, it is. Ooh. 
heavy. If if you have if anybody has a chance, if you even if you don't like Rivers of Nile or like you don't like the more like progressive type of like metal stuff, I still would suggest reading the lyrics. Um because they're very heavy and it could you know what, you could learn something from it. Also the video is really good because it's a bunch of flashing fucking lights. <laughs> right. Can't go wrong with that. Can't go wrong with that. But alright. There you go, everybody. That is our top ten songs of the year. Uh, this one, I'm going to say we'll hold off the recommendations for next week because we're probably going to need it since we're going to be talking about a lot of shit. <laughs> Definitely going to. But we gave some honorable mentions. So there's that and the actual songs themselves that are in our top ten. So check those out, if you will. Uh, but yeah, that's going to do it for this one. Sebastian Trent, as always, thank you for joining. We will see you guys in the next episode. This has been a Music Corner Rose Day Awaits, and we are signing off.